Hi there, it's me, Jen, and you're listening to StarCast. Every week on StarCast, you're going to get the astrological insight that you need to navigate your way through life. This means I'm going to tell you where the planets are in the sky and what that means for us. I guess to explain myself more clearly, I'm going to be your translator of the cosmos. I know that might not sound like a real job, but it's one I've been learning to do for a very long time. I've studied evolutionary astrology, shamanic astrology, and now more recently, archetypal astrology. I give readings to people all over the world, as well as I teach people how to become astrologers. But you can find all that out on my website at jenantel.com. Also make sure you follow me on Instagram at jenantelastrology. And yes, my last name is like Ant Hill, but it's without the H. Okay, so what makes my work unique is that I'm a sidereal astrologer. This means that I base my astrological practice on where the planets actually are in the sky. Sidereal astrology accounts for the progression and the movement of our solar system. The planets are not fixed and stagnant beings, but their placement moves and changes over time. Sidereal astrology takes this movement into account. If you've never heard of sidereal astrology before, don't worry, you can watch a quick video about it on my website. Again, jenantel.com. Also, there's going to be many more conversations to come about sidereal astrology, but basically it means I'm different than your average astrologer. Along with giving you weekly planetary forecasts, I'm also going to add in insights and thoughts that have to do with deepening into our emotional and mental health. The planets are constantly supporting us and calling us toward transformation. I want to help you all understand how to best navigate that transformation for your own life. I also have a background in shamanic counseling, and I'm currently getting my master's degree in depth psychology. That sounds kind of fancy, right? So basically me and the emotional world, we go way back. Don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You know how this goes, right? The more reviews you leave, the more people get to listen to StarCast. If you follow the link on my website to leave a review, you're automatically going to receive 100 free journaling prompts to spark your inner transformation. They're going to be sent right to your inbox, like right now. All right. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, StarCast fans. I've got a very special episode for you today. I have a question from a dear listener, friend, and a fellow astrologer of mine. And I'm going to play her question for you, and then we're going to talk about it. Here's her question. I have been really thinking about how does one quote unquote show up in the world with so much Cancerian watery energy. I am looking for ways to reframe relating to the world, showing up in the world, opening to the world. when I have such rich inner world musings, relationships, ideas, 
Um, I truly cherish it. This like deep water of the Cancerian world that is so obvious for me is also sometimes baffling because it feels like the opposite of showing up in the world. So I'm curious how either how you would approach or describe this super watery Cancerian type being in the world. Um, And similar to what you were describing um, in other episodes of like the duality in myself and embracing that, uh, I don't want to force anything, but I also want to be in the world. Um, But when the world is very much inside, it's it's confusing to know how to approach that. Or is there other clues in the chart to support the Cancerian archetype being in the world? So I'm going to come at this question in a couple of ways. First of all, it's the perfect question for Cancer season, which we are in, in sidereal astrology. We are in Cancer season until August 16th or so. So it's a great time to talk about the sign of cancer, the fourth house, and the moon. And I want to talk about the difference between those three things for a moment. So each of us in our astrological chart has a fourth house, each of us has the moon, and each of us has Cancerian energy. So whether or not we have any planets in the fourth house or any planets in cancer, we may not. But regardless of that, we all still have a fourth house and we all still have the cancer energy. And of course, all of us have a moon somewhere in our chart. So these three elements all go together. And just basic astrology 101 for a moment. The signs, you know, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, these are the flavors of the chart right these bring these are like the spices and the the different flavors that we're going to give to bring out certain elements of the chart the houses 1 through 12 these are kind of the where of the chart and where certain things happen in the chart so do they happen in the 7th house the house of relationships do they happen in the 10th house the house of our sacred work and purpose and path Or do they happen in the fourth house, this house of home and family and belonging and emotion and inner world? And then we have the planets, which are really these archetypal characters, right? They are the archetypal forces of our universe. So these archetypal meaning these very um, classic, uh, common kind of themes that all of humanity, that us as a collective can relate to. So let's specifically talk about the fourth house, the moon, and cancer. Because they all have a similar flavor, but they're all subtly different. So the fourth house is the place, right? It's the place in the chart. It's our innermost place in the chart. It's our rootedness. It's our sense of belonging. It can be our physical home where we actually live. It can represent our connection to our families. And in that way, our connection to the past, It can represent that inner world, that inner sense of safety, and what we need 
in order to kind of retreat to that inner world and feel that sense of safety in ourselves. And then we have the archetype of the moon. So at its most primal element, the moon is the mother, right? The moon is the archetype of nurturing and caring and loving, kind of what we all might envision as this unconditionally loving mother. And the moon is our needs. The moon says, you know, what do you need? How can I meet your needs? Just like kind of this perfect mother would ask us. The moon is also um, our emotions, right? It's our deep feelings. It's the way that we feel things in our body, the way that we intuit things, the way that we intuitively know. The moon is cyclical and changing, right? It moves through a sign every two and a half days. So different from like, you know, Pluto that takes 20 years to go through a sign. The moon takes two and a half days. So it's moody, it's changing, it's rapid, right? It's it's cyclical. It's It's as quick as our emotions change. The moon is responsible for that. The moon pulls us into different tides of feeling. The moon uh, represents what we need to feel at home, where we feel at home, how we feel at home. And then we have the Cancerian flavor. Cancerian flavor in the chart can really be a, a sensitivity, an emotional attunement, an emotional proclivity, being really emotionally intelligent. And or again, it can be kind of emotional volatility or emotional sensitivity to the point of extreme moodiness if our needs aren't getting met. Cancers at their best are really using their high sense of intuitiveness and high sense of emotional intelligence to work for them, meaning they're accepting of their sensitivity in the world, they're accepting of their emotionality in the world. They accept that about themselves and they know that they need to take care of who they are in order to honor their sensitivities. So a lot of times people with a lot of cancer energy, you know, they get shamed, they get berated, you know, stop crying, don't be so sensitive. So that's cancer when it's being shamed, right? We don't want to shame those parts of ourselves. If we have a lot of cancer energy, if we have moon on the ascendant, if we have a lot of planets in the fourth house, we want to really learn to come to honor our emotional sensitivity and intuition and need to have the right environment around us, the right space, and our ability to pick up and perceive energies. Okay, so that's a little bit about the fourth house, the moon, and cancer and how they work together. So if you, by chance, have your chart out, or, you know, better yet, get your chart out and and take a glance at it, because this will be relevant to you in terms of whatever is in your fourth house, wherever your moon is, and any planets that you have in Cancer. So it might be fun to kind of look at your chart while we talk about this. If you're a person who has a lot of fourth house planets or who has a lot of planets in Cancer, then you're probably going to really be working with this juxtaposition in yourself of both being very, very inward and also the pull to be outward in the world. So we're really going to work on how we can balance these two places. First of all, when you're a person who has strong fourth house, lots of cancer, you really want to ask yourself, like, what mood am I in today, right? Like, what am I feeling today? What do I feel like today? Because the fourth house in cancer was so ruled by the moon, right? Ruled by cycles and 
um, feelings that can be quite transient, right? They can move from one day to the next. Today, I might feel super, super inward, and the next day, I might feel like totally extroverted. So we want to allow ourselves to be in this cycle, and it's easier to navigate Cancerian energy and fourth house energy if we accept this about ourselves. I'm saying this is somebody who has four planets in the fourth house, by the way. I have a very loaded fourth house. So going on what we feel like in that day, in that moment, it can be really helpful for us to feel like we have the freedom to move and change with the cycles. So you can understand how that would be hard to ask yourselves those questions if you're locked into a very specific kind of life. If you're locked into a job that you have to show up at every day at a certain time, if you're locked into a lot of obligations and limitations, you might feel like the cyclical nature of your being is restricted in some way. It might feel too restrictive. So the question that comes up for me is like, are you creating a lifestyle for yourself that feels flexible and changeable depending on your mood? And it doesn't mean we always get to do exactly what we want at every moment. That's not what I'm talking about. But like for the most part, for the majority of your life, do you get to check in with your emotions and navigate your day and your month and your year in that way? That can be really, really important for people with a lot of fourth house and a lot of Cancerian energy. When you go off of your mood for that day or that week, then you can really honor the times when you feel like being home and you can honor the times when you feel like being out in the world. So what we want to remember about cancer energy and about the fourth house energy is that they each have an opposite, right? They each have an opposite sign and they each have an opposite house that comes into play when we're talking about this dynamic. We, it's like we can't talk about one without the other. It's the yin and the yang. It's the balance. So what's opposite to the fourth house is the 10th house, and what's opposite to Cancer is Capricorn. The 10th house and Capricorn and Saturn all have to do with being out in the world, right? The opposite point of Cancer is actually living externally into the outer world, doing our sacred work in the world, and really being seen. So what lives inside of the Cancerian archetype, almost in this hidden backdoor kind of way, is also the request and also the pull to be out into the world. And this is part of the juxtaposition of being very Cancerian or fourth housey, is that what feels most natural, what feels most innate to our being, is almost this sense of being at home, being very focused in the inner world, having a very rich inner life. That's all wonderful. But we're also going to feel the tug and the pull of being stimulated by the outer world and wanting to be in the outer world. It's as if that 10th house were almost pulling us towards it as part of our destiny and fullness of life is learning to embody what it is to be extended in the outer world. So that's a big part of living into the fullness of any house or sign is always looking towards what is in reflection to it, what is in opposition to it, what's the balance point, because you are going to be um, activating both sides when you step into one sign. When you step into one house, it automatically invokes the opposite sign. Okay, so I want to give a word of permission and a word of grace to those of us with a lot of fourth house and a lot of cancer energy in that the world doesn't value 
uh, people who need to stay at home or people who are more sensitive. And for those of us with a lot of fourth house and a lot of cancer energy, we must value the importance of home for ourselves. We must let ourselves value that no matter how much time we spend in the outer world, we are going to need to come back home, whatever kind of home that is for us, and root in, ground in, and spend time in the inner world. It's just, it's always going to be important. It's always going to be a need that we have. So if there's any shame, if there's any pain around that, we can work through that. But ultimately, it will probably be very relieving if we can just accept that about ourselves. <laughs> As somebody with uh, four planets in the fourth house, you know, th- these days in my life, I don't often feel like leaving the home a whole lot. There are certain things that I love leaving the home for that are very worth it to me. So I ask myself a lot, like, what's worth it to me to leave the home? Because for me to leave, for me to go out into the world, it needs to feel really exciting for me. And of course, we all have, and I have other parts in my chart, aside from the planets in my fourth house, right? I have other planets that are calling me to different parts of myself and the world and relationship right? We're not just our fourth house. We're not just the cancer. We're not just the moon. So we want to really see the chart as a whole if we can. And I have other parts of my chart that invite me to be a bit more extroverted. But still, four planets in my fourth house is is a lot of energy there. So uh, for me, like a, a wonderful day is being at home and getting to create, getting to write, getting to see a couple clients, maybe getting to do a podcast, getting to eat good food, getting to lay in the sun. Like it's really me getting to be very creative in my inner world. That's a really fun day for me. But also a really fun day for me is connecting with people that I love and having really deep conversations and being in the community and going to farmers markets and meeting new people. Both can be true about ourselves. We don't ever want to be defined by just one thing in our chart and be like, okay, because I have four planets in the fourth house, I'm just going to be a hermit and that's how it's going to be. And I just have to accept that about myself because I'll guarantee you, you're missing some other really important aspects about your chart. So if you're a person who has a lot of fourth house planets or a lot of cancer, I would also say it's really important to ask yourself, what do you need to feel nourished out in the world? Some people can just like go, they can travel, they can sleep on airplanes, they can eat whatever food they eat out in the world, they can be around a lot of noise, a lot of lights, a lot of crowds. If you're a person with a lot of cancer or fourth house energy, my bet is that you're going to need more nourishment than that and you're going to need to take more care with the environment that you're in and the people that you're around. So when you are out in the world, when you do feel that pull to go out into the world and to interact and to work and to, you know, be related and be in community, what's going to feel like you can do that and be nourished, right? What kind of food are you going to be able to eat? What kind of environment are you going to be in? What clothes do you need to bring? Like really important for Cancerian people to nourish themselves in the process of being out in the world. It's going to make it a lot more enjoyable if we understand that we have a lot of needs and those needs are speaking in a different way than perhaps the needs of other people in terms of um, being nourished in the environment and food and clothes and you know people that you're surrounding yourself with. 
Another thing that I think about a lot as someone with four planets in the fourth is how do I bring the world to me? Because I love community and I love relationship. And it's been very appealing for me to have things happen in my home. So I like to make the home a place of gatherings, of retreats, of clients coming to me, of friends coming over, of family coming over for holidays. I like our home to be the hub. That's very appealing to me because I feel very nourished in my home. I feel very comfortable in my home. And I feel like it's also a very nourishing and comfortable place for other people. Not everyone who has, um, you know, a lot of cancer, a lot of fourth house energy is going to want to necessarily invite people into their home because it might feel like your sacred space or your private space or your very, very tender inner world. But that's just how it shows up for me. I like to make my home the place that people come to and the place that people feel nourished in. And that really works for me. So that's one way that I interact with the world is actually through my home. (laughs) So another thing I want to say is that when we have a lot of cancer or a lot of fourth house, sometimes we can hide in that in that archetype, in that flavor. We can feel like that hermit kind of archetype, that hermit person of the fourth house that never leaves their home. And we can kind of hide and be like, well, you know, it's just more comfortable here. I don't really want to push myself at all. I'm too afraid of this or that. You know, I'm just, it's just so cozy here. Like I never really want to leave the nest. And that that's part of the like shadow aspect of this Cancerian fourth house energy. It's that we want to notice the difference when we're hiding when we're avoiding something, when we're afraid of something versus when we really are being nourished by being at home in our inner world and unplugging from the noise around us. So if we notice that we are hiding a lot, you know, that we're, we're feeling really afraid or we're feeling like it's really um, abrasive for us to go out into the world, but we're also feeling really empty without that other side constellated of being out in the world. We're also feeling the hunger for interaction and doing purposeful work in the world. Then we may really want to start to get in touch with what are we afraid of? You know, have our needs not been met in the past when we've been out in the world? Have we felt really vulnerable and exposed? Because that's something that, you know, the cancer energy can really feel a lot. It's very vulnerable and there's a lot of emotions on the surface and a lot of people and places in this world are very insensitive to emotions and don't know how to be emotionally intelligent. And so that tender cancer belly kind of gets exposed and we can hide and and go back into the shell and go back into the safe place of the the home and just kind of stake out there and hide out there and and stay and forget that in order to be whole, part of our wholeness also means that we are navigating a relationship with the outer world. You know, I think of like J.D. Salinger, the author who was out in the world and then he spent most of his life kind of holed up in a remote cabin in the woods. And he never, you know, published another piece of writing. And there's something that happens, right? Some sort of perhaps pathology or some sort of wound that happens in the psyche where we can become completely removed from the outer world and relationship and purpose and path in a a way of showing up in the world and being of service, perhaps. 
I think about how the, the psyche can just get twisted in a, in a sense and stay there almost. Yeah, almost become this ornery, reclusive being where um, relationship with the outer world and with other people becomes so um, sensitive and tenuous and unmanageable for some reason that there's a complete withdrawal. And I think that's, you know, that's a really, really extreme example. I think it's such a, a fine balance between really honoring your need for inner time, inner world time, and then also challenging ourselves to um, connect and to relate and to, to meet our desire to be out in the world and know that there may be parts of that that are going to be uncomfortable for us. Uh, with a lot of fourth house and with a lot of cancer energy and being uncomfortable and being awkward is okay. That's something I really learned this last year as I was um, living in Sedona. I started to go to a women's group every Wednesday night and I met a lot of really incredible people there that I felt very, very connected to. And I would go, I made the commitment to go every week. It was like two or two hours every week. And I would show up no matter how I was feeling. And I just made that commitment. And even if I was feeling super awkward and inward and strange, and like I had nothing to say, I would still show up and just let myself be awkward and weird and sometimes say things that just were not like even socially appropriate. And then sometimes I would show up and feel totally funny and extroverted and connected and just like the life of the party. And it really just fluctuated for me. But I made the commitment to show up no matter how I was feeling. And that's activating the Saturnian Capricornian part of us that sometimes because we're so ruled by the moon and the cycles and changing emotions, if we always let the changing emotions rule us, perhaps it can be a bit tricky where we become flaky, where we don't show up, where we give ourselves permission to um, really do whatever we're feeling. And I think there's a fine balance between that. For me, it became important for me to show up every week just as an experiment with myself that I get to be awkward sometimes. I get to be uncomfortable sometimes. I get to leave early sometimes if I want, but I still went. It was a really interesting experiment for me and a Saturn Capricornian commitment to that group and just to myself and getting to watch myself sometimes feel so tender and so inward and so sensitive and just get to really witness myself in all those feelings, but know that that was okay and that I accepted myself in that place while I was in community. So I think that's also a really big part of having a lot of cancer, a lot of fourth house. It's like even when you're out in the world and you're feeling really sensitive and you're feeling really emotional, that's okay. And how can we witness ourselves in those moments and give ourselves compassion and love and know what tender and sensitive souls and constantly cyclical changing souls that we are and really give ourselves full permission to be that way. So, you know, just one more word about this fourth house and this 10th house or the moon and Saturn. The fourth house can be the archetype of the hermit, right? The one who is at home, who's in their inner world 
who does who thrives in that environment. And the 10th house is more this archetype of like the the provider, the committed one, the stable one. And so we can fluctuate back and forth between like I'm just changing and feeling different things every day and then there's also this the archetype of the the stabilizer who wants to come in and say Yes, you can feel that way. You can feel that way. But there's also certain things that you want to show up for and be committed to. So let's be really clear about what those things are, right? Let's be really clear about what you're committed to and what feels sustaining for you, what feels nurturing for you. Because those are the things that you, my dear fourth house and my dear Cancerian friend, are going to want to show up to. Those are going to be worth it to you. And no matter how you're feeling, in all of your emotional being, can you can you show up for that? Okay, so bringing this all back around to being in the season of cancer, right? Being in the season of cancer for another eh, two weeks, give or take a little bit. Um, you know, it's just in general um, more of a, a sensitive, tender time and a time when... Um, we may have a lot of feelings that are coming up. So I talk about this in the spirit of the season that we're in and hopefully to give everyone who has a lot of cancer and a lot of fourth house the permission to be as emotional, as sensitive, as tuned in, as vulnerable, as tender as you need to be because my guess is that you never got that permission and you were never probably fully supported for that. I support you in that. I see that need. And the more that we have those needs met, the understanding and the witnessing of our tenderness, of our vulnerability, the more that we see and witness that in ourselves, I think the more we're going to be able to show up in the world. And we're going to be able to show up however we're feeling in that moment. And that's going to be our safety. That's going to be our sense of belonging, is that we belong to ourselves. People with a lot of fourth house and cancer, it is the house of inner self. It's the house of your deepest inner world. Like above anything, you belong to yourself. So the more that you come home to that, the more that you make that your home, your roots, your sense of family, the more that you accept yourself the more that you're going to be able to move out of that place into the world. If we have deep roots, if we have a deep sense of self-acceptance and self-belonging and self-compassion and self-witnessing, those roots can grow so deep into the ground that the tree can grow high up into that 10th house and bear incredible fruits. You are your own roots. When you have so much fourth house energy, you are those roots. You are that base. You are that home for yourself. And that home goes with you wherever you are. That home moves with you. No matter what situation you're in, it's there with you, holding you, grounding you, witnessing you, compassionately, tenderly nurturing you. That's what we need as people with a lot of cancer and a lot of fourth house who move through this world. I deeply believe that we have to learn to be those kinds of compassionate witnesses to ourselves that witness the most tender, vulnerable parts of who we are. And with that, I'm going to wrap up 
the show for today. I so appreciate y'all sending your questions in. If you have more questions to send in, please send them my way. I love getting questions for the podcast. You can email them to me at jen at jenantill.com. Send your questions my way. And one other announcement. If you have never had a sidereal astrology reading and you're like, you know what? I need one of those. I need a sidereal astrology reading and I need it now. Then please go to my website, jenantel.com and book yourself a sidereal astrology reading. All right, my friends. And with that, I will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to leave me a review by going to jenantil.com. Once you do, you're going to receive 100 free journaling prompts to spark your radical transformation. Damn, that's cool, right? To book a reading with me, go to my website, jenantil.com, and definitely hop on over to Instagram and start following me there at jen underscore antil underscore astrology. Thanks for listening to StarCast. Until next time.